everybody in the world to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in and around God's beautiful blue-green orb. I don't know why I continue to say every podcast provider, because uh, at this point it's not that hard to get to get your podcast distributed on every podcast provider. Uh, and I just I think when I first started doing the show, I was so impressed by the fact that I was <laughs> On, some, on every podcast provider that I just kept saying it. And now here we are, 140, what, two episodes in? And uh, <laughs> still going. But yeah, in case you didn't know, if in case you don't like the current podcast provider you're listening to this on, you can check us out on any other one. So if you're not a fan of Apple Podcasts anymore, switch over to Spotify or Google Play or Stitcher or uh, Pocket Podcasts. <laughs> I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know any other ones. Off the top of the noggin. Uh, It is August 5th at the time of this episode's release, which means we are uh, getting pretty close to the end of the... uh, Oh, don't say it. We're getting there. I'm sorry to say it. Wait. uh, Yeah, it is August 5th, man. Man. Whew, it went by fast. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I gotta say, getting married in a month now month and like two weeks and wow. uh, it's exciting but like thank you uh, i'm very excited and i'm very excited for the wedding i'm excited for the marriage um but yeah the whole wedding planning it, it can be stressful uh don't do it kids <laughs> don't get married that's what every time i like talk to like somebody like uh you know 20 years my senior at least at mo- or you know or above they're always like oh you don't want to get married you know like your life's just gonna get worse <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I know. It's like, man, I'm sorry you don't, you're not happy in your relationship. I've been with the same person for 10 years, so I think I have a pretty good idea of what it's like. Yeah, you're common law married pretty much. Yeah, right. I think it's probably going to be a. Just go ahead and have the ceremony and it'll be nice. Yeah. I I almost feel like the marriage is almost like a technicality at this point because I feel like it's like we're not going to change much. Uh, Right. Like we don't plan on having kids anytime soon, so it's like already living together it's like yep. whatever <laughs> uh if you've never listened to the michael dupree variety hour before it is an art showcase and comedy show where we feature uh local musicians painters poets artists sculptors directors writers uh man i keep saying sculptors and yet <laughs> i've never had a sculptor what about on. mimes oh my well that that's just i don't think it's just the medium for that <laughs> like I can't like imagine having a a mime on the show. Yeah, it would just, that's a great idea, actually. You know what I'm thinking? The more I'm thinking about it, I just love to have a hour long interview with a mime <laughs> and like just describe oh their God. answers. Right, their right. You'll have right. That'll be your challenge. <laughs> yeah, I'm very into that idea. Uh, and it's also the world's only mandatory podcast. Uh, so welcome back, everybody in the world. <laughs> Uh, well, and if you're just being born and this is your first time listening to the show, uh, welcome to this world, you beautiful baby. <laughs> oh boy, do we have a good show for you guys today. Uh, <laughs> later on, uh, we are, we'll be joined by, uh, a man named John Ray, uh, his, uh, coming in for a job, a job interview. Apparently I had a, a posting out on Indeed and 
uh, I didn't even realize it, so I'm not even entirely sure what uh what position he's come he's applying for, but uh, uh we'll be we'll be talking to him a little bit later, so uh, stay tuned for that. Also, I have a special report uh with my cousin Eddie later on. Uh, he went out to Indiana to kind of survey and see how many people uh, know about my show out there. I didn't ask him to do that, but we'll be listening to that later. Uh, and in just a moment here, I mean, we've already spoken a little bit, but I will formally introduce her in a moment. Uh, so uh, she is a staple in the Detroit area, so stay tuned. But first, do you love podcasts? If you're listening to this one, you, there's a good chance you m- might at least uh, passively enjoy them. <laughs> so uh, there's more podcasts in the Planet Ant Podcast Network for you to enjoy, uh, such as Fumbling Around Detroit Music, which uh, actually I D- – Detroit Sports. <laughs> Fumbling Around Detroit Sports, not Detroit Music, uh, which I have uh, – I'm a guest on. I'm recording the episode tomorrow. I think it will be coming out. Uh, this Monday, so the Monday before the uh, release of this episode. So go check that out. And also there's the Planet and Incubator podcast with a uh, current run of Detroit Strange going on it. There's so much fun stuff to listen to through Planet Ant Podcast. So go to planetantpodcast.com and find your favorite podcast today. Oh, Do it. Yeah. Do it. Huh. Man, I, I lost my breath just there. I need to do some vocal exercises before this. I can help you with that. Thank you. Uh, so, like I said, we are joined today by... I'm very excited about this uh, <laughs> because I've been a fan of yours for a while. And uh, you've, you're like a staple, like I said, in the Detroit area. Uh, she's a Detroit Music Awards winning and countless nominations for the Detroit Music Awards. Uh, she has uh, six critically acclaimed albums is that right six that's, that's what they so, say yes so at least six albums yeah i'm working on my seventh working on her seventh yeah. album she's an independent singer songwriter composer producer educator uh just a bright <laughs> gem in detroit uh audra Kub Kub kubat oh man Did I say sorry it right? it's kubat kubat dang it's it just I, look i've been saying i've been like practicing it all day like and I still still said it wrong. It's all right. It's all right. It just gives us a chance to say it again. Yes. Hadra Kubat. Kubat. Yes. Yeah, uh, welcome. S- straightforward. Thank you very much. Welcome for to having the me. studio. It's beautiful. It is. It's, you it's, folks it's really cannot imagine how beautiful the space is. Shout out to Mikey Brown. He is, yeah, he's Mikey really Brown. making it, pulling good it together. Old friend. Yeah? Yeah, I've known him for many years. I love that Back person. with the Twilight Babies and Allison Lewis and the Twilight Babies. Aw, I love Allison Lewis too. She's amazing. Beans, can we talk about beans for a minute? Yeah, like beans <laughs> and rice kind of beans? Or? No, like the dog. Oh. <laughs> Mikey Brown's pug. Oh, yeah, beans. <laughs> Although we can talk about beans, beans and rice if yeah, you would like. Yeah, I was like. just clarifying. Yes. <laughs> uh, beans the pug is uh, a staple at Planet Ant as well. And, He's uh, so puggy. The best, the best dog ever. Uh, At one point, I think I was doing an improv set uh, at the Ant Hall, and then uh, Beans just, like, stumbled onto stage, and I think it might have been the best set I've ever done. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so (laughs) who is Audra Kubat? Oh, my gosh. Who is me? Who is Um, me? Where so you are? You're from. You were born and raised in Detroit. Yeah, Yeah. I was born on the West Side. Uh, West Side. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosedale Park. I, uh, yep, I grew up hard and strong and tough. 
How many fights and, were you? Uh, did you get in I was not in a lot of fights. I had no. the my, the friends around me were a little bit older. Like I was kind of like I was sort of like the doll of <laughs> my block. The doll. The doll. Yeah. So I got um I got my hair braided. I got <laughs> pinched and pulled and and you know loved and hugged and kind of dragged around. Uh, you know, because I was young and young, so a little if younger than to everybody. So if anyone wanted to fight with you, they they had to answer to your. They older had to go through <laughs> my um, my older girlfriends, so, <laughs> who were all badasses. That's good. Can I say badass? Sure, you can all say right. whatever you want. Oh, cool. <laughs> good. Um, um, yeah. So uh, we had a piano at my house when I was growing up in Rosedale, and I would apparently I would sit and make up melodies when I was really young. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't quite remember like. That two and three year old. Uh, oh, Audra. so you were like you were noodling around. Yeah, at I was. Two or three. Yeah, because I, I would. My mom played, and so I would sit on her lap and play and just make up uh, melodies and s- stuff. And um, yeah, but I didn't really get um, to like writing until I was in high school. I was doing like I was writing poetry, and um, I actually thought I was going to be a painter. So I did. I was. Um, I painted a lot, mm-hmm. and I wrote poetry, and I used to go to this open mic. Um, to listen to other people play music uh, on Nine Mile Gotham City Cafe was like the first place that I actually ended up singing at really live. I mean, I sang here and there, but I mean, you know, I was in a few choirs and da da da. But I wasn't a good singer. It took me like I had to learn how to sing because um, so, I wasn't a natural uh, good singer. So uh, when I got hip to Joni Mitchell, I would spend hours and hours like sort of mimicking her style of singing. Yeah. And by doing that, I, I learned about all the different parts of my voice and um, how to how to sing better. And, and that you don't have to have like a uh, Mariah Carey voice to be a perfect singer. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. You there's can, all, there's okay. all sorts of different amazing yeah. singers, and, um, <laughs> like Joni Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so, uh, but I used to go to this cafe and I would draw and, 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 um, but I really, I wanted to sing. And so one day I, you know, I was telling my friend, I want to sing. They were like, you should just go up there and sing. And I was like, I, I don't know anything. And I ended up going up there and singing a James Taylor song, Country Road, uh, Ooh, some, yeah. some kind of James Taylor thing. And, and then my friends were like, oh, you can sing, you should sing. And I was like, I can, I've always wanted to sing. I didn't think I could sing. <laughs> And then, yeah, and just years later now, uh, 20-something more e- over years. Had you, been, uh, and... had you been playing guitar at that point? or uh, did um, you... I didn't play guitar yet. I no? just I just got up and sang a cappella oh, wow. with no instrument. And I had a boyfriend that I was, a boy I was dating who had a guitar. And so when I went home that day, I said, well, bring your guitar over. I want to learn. I'm going to start teaching myself how to play guitar. Oh, wow. And he showed me, um, he taught me Friend of the Devil. Nice. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Grateful Dead. Uh, Grateful Dead song, and I learned it, and there was, you know, and I, so I embodied all the chords that I learned, and then I would, I started writing right away, like just kind of taking the, the chords that he had taught me and turning them into different little chord progressions and writing my first songs. Wow, how you old know, were like, you uh, at that time? I was about eighteen. Wow. Yeah, so it took, like I said, it, it kind of came back to music, even though my parents tried to put me in lessons when I was young, and I just kind of rebelled. You know, they wanted you to go back to doing like. Dun, 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 you know, yeah. and like, oh, that note means this, and then you got to do. And I was already playing like more complicated stuff mm-hmm. and creating chords and figuring out chords. I didn't really know what I was doing until later, much later, when I taught myself theory and everything. I was like, oh, you were actually you were playing in that key, and you understood kind of just by ear how it went together. So, did you kind of persistently play piano at all, or, or did you? 
Um, is that something you kind of like left behind uh, when um, you were younger? I, I left it behind after they tried to get me into lessons at like seven or eight. Yeah. Why do you um, think that is? Well, I, I think partly, like I said, I kind of rebelled against like the, you know, having to like go, I felt like I was going backwards yeah. with music, like, and I really struggled to be able to read music and like push myself to really connect with that. Um, when I felt again that I was already sort of playing these more complicated melodies and mm-hmm. things, I just, it was really hard to pull back. And so I kind of pushed it away and didn't want to have lessons. I still would play the piano, um, but not really for any reason, but yeah. just the joy of playing it. Yeah. Um, I have since though come back to piano. So I, I play piano more. And in fact, when there is a venue, there is a, that where there's a piano, I usually try to play some piano stuff on it. Nice. I just, I don't really like keyboards, like the way keyboards sound, you know, and the way they feel and look and everything. I just feel like it's, it doesn't feel as authentic to me. So I'm not driven to like, you know, and piano, you can't carry around no. the same, you know, an acoustic piano. So There's guitar <laughs> just became like my, just the way that I could um, mm-hmm. easily go anywhere with just a guitar and throw it on my back and I would have it. So, and I liked being self-sufficient and not relying on other people. Like that's probably why I sat in acoustic music so right away, like so early right away. It was just, it was folk by default because I was playing acoustic guitar and I was, you know, singing like Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. So and um, when I play piano, I have a different voice, actually. Like, really? it just brings out a different sound. Oh. Um, definitely a louder voice I use when I play piano. Um, and just different. It's more soulful. Like, it's a little more soul and R&B on the piano mm-hmm. when I play it. And I don't know why. It just comes to me that way, I guess. So uh, when you say folk by default, we're... Uh... Um, were you, I mean, obviously you were inspired by Joni Mitchell, mm-hmm. um, who is a fantastic folk artist. Um, but did you, were you inspired by other folk artists or was it, or did you kind of start to fall more in love with the genre as you were playing guitar? Um, I, I think I, that's true. I fell in love with it more when I was playing guitar, but I also grew up listening to, um, you know, old country and, actually a lot of jazz and, uh, you know, uh, Motown and my parents were avid music listeners. Mm -hmm. So I listened to all kinds of music. Um, the thing that I always would connect with were songs that I felt like were doing something Mm -hmm. like they were doing some kind of work. They were beyond just like a love song. They were, um, they had impact or they were trying to have impact in a deeper way. Like, I even sometimes argue with my students that somebody like Kendrick Lamar is doing folk music and they're like, he's not a folk artist. And it's like, but how, how do we define folk? Are we going to define folk? Like it's an acoustic guitar and a singer, Mm -hmm. or are we going to talk about the meaning behind what folk is? Right. And folk has a sense of being about folks. It's about what's going on. It's about the people. So I think that, Maybe the genre, right, the the sound of the music got caught up in the idea that was being translated through the music, and they got kind of like so connected in that that folk is is acoustic and it has this certain sound Mm -hmm. where I think it has a certain message, and that's to me what connects um, music to what folk is for me. 
I had never thought of it that way. That's a, that's uh, now I'm gonna think I've about. I've had long arguments <laughs> with my students about. That's, uh, that's really interesting. I, I I do love that philosophy because then, yeah, at the end of the day, it is it's about you know real people, mm-hmm. uh, and their stories and their struggles and and all that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of artists that that could fit into that category mm-hmm. that you might not consider that. Um, yeah, Kendrick Lamar is a great example mm-hmm. uh, of of that. Um, so, um, so let's talk about your songwriting process a bit. Sure. Um, so I, I kind of ask this question of a lot of, uh, a lot of my guests and I, I'm kind of always fascinated by the different answers that I get because, uh, so I guess when you, uh, want to sit down and write a song, uh, what is your process? Do you start just kind of noodling around on, on the guitar mm-hmm. or do you kind of go with it with an, an agenda or, mm-hmm. or what? Um, uh, all kinds of different ways actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be more uh, that it would start with the noodling always. You know, it it almost always started that way when I first started writing. Um, so I would just pick up the guitar and, you know, start playing something and be like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sing this little melody. Or like a word would come and I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm going to write that down. That was actually cool. Mm-hmm. Now I know what the direction was going to be for the song mm-hmm. um, it, when I would do it that way. Um but as I wrote more and more, I, I realized that that was limiting also. Um, How so? Th- because then everything is just inspired by, you're like stuck in this sort of like box in a way that like instead of coming at it like I have this, I really want to write about this particular thing and um, so I'm going to start thinking about it and maybe making notes. That's a whole different way to go about playing, you know, writing a song. Mm-hmm. And when I was just starting with a chord, it's like, well, okay, it's great. You know, I could come up with something beautiful, but I'm playing an a, you know, this minor shape chord, and now I'm in that. And so whatever I'm going to write mel- melodically is going to have to be in that place mm-hmm. rather than me coming up with a melody without having an instrument. Interesting. And going, okay, now I've, I've sort of freed myself from being tied to necessarily that chord pattern I came up with. Now I have to find a chord pattern to work with that melody I've come up with, but I had I had no sort of boundaries when I, you know, if you just start making up a melody, anything, you know, we wanted to sing about, we could sing about, even if I wanted to sing those words in a melody, you know, anything I want to sing about, <laughs> now I'm not drawn to a certain chord, I don't know, and then I'd have to play something and figure it out, mm-hmm. you know, so... Yeah, just a just another entry point, and then also being able to um, just really think from scratch, like what is it that I want to say? What kind of melody is going to fit this the best? Not just like oh, here there's this already is telling me that there's only certain notes that I can use with that chord, right? And yeah. And those are the notes I'm going to sing. But if I don't start that way, I can start anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, so I got. So, so to answer your question, just like all different kinds of ways, you know, sometimes it's noodling, sometimes it's like a melody I come up with, sometimes it's words, um, and it's something I really want to say, and so I start writing that way, and it's almost like a poem form, and then I maybe put it to music at that point, or, you know. Do you ever find when you go to that other uh, end of the spectrum where you, you do start with the melody without the guitar that maybe you uh, uh, maybe have too much freedom, and, and like it gets hard to kind of rein it in? Um. I, maybe a little bit, you know, I think when you sing a lot and you're really connected to music, you naturally kind of stay in a certain key Mm -hmm. 
that you start in. So if you start to create a melody, it's not like your brain's just going to be like, well, now sing this note that doesn't even exist in that scale and it's just going to be weird and you just don't go there as much. You know, maybe sometimes you do and you go, okay, I need to sort of figure out where this rounds back. But as, you know, somebody, you know, with music, you often are like kind of writing in these stanzas, you know, like four-line stanzas, like poetry too, yeah. you know. And so there's a formula to it. There's a form that sort of naturally takes place. And you can push yourself sort of out there in different ways. But for the most part, like if you start to sort of, you know, you have four lines and you start a melody, it's like somehow by the time the four lines goes by, it's going to go back to the beginning of that melody for the next four lines that you're going to come up with. Mm -hmm. You're not just going to be like going haywire, you know, yeah. especially if you're if you're not really thinking about jazz, if you're not thinking about sort of that really sort of everything, blues, rock, pop, you know, they're all based in these like really simple chord progressions. Yeah. You know, I mean, you probably somebody you've probably seen at some point like the the four chords that are like every mil a million songs What's are the same G, chord. E minor C D. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, I think it's G. It's just G, some A minor C D. Yeah. Something like that. But it's like this uh so you just naturally just don't go that far away from yeah. like the standard. Blues is the the standard, right? It's the one four five every song that's on the pop radio, you know, here's your one Two, one, five, one, and it's like I feel like I just thought of like a hundred songs. There's a million songs doing that, that way, <laughs> and like you know, and then you can kind of change it, so like you know, give it a little bit more of a flair. Like if you just shape a chord differently, maybe you play your G this way, or maybe it's like a G seven. You know, you can flavor it with these different ways of, of voicing the chord. But for the most part, it's like there's only going to be a certain amount of chords you're going to use in a pop rock folk or blues song you know yeah. r&b you know they're adding a lot of sevenths in there and elevenths sometimes and so maybe it's a little bit more you know has a little bit more color you know yeah um but yeah it's still usually only like three or four chords though yeah <laughs> you know maybe the bridge does something kind of interesting yeah. or different but yeah or pre-chorus so, mixes it up a bit. Yeah, <laughs> and so you have to, you know, if you do it that way, the fun thing is is that a, once you have a melody, you start to understand that there's a lot of different chords that could sort of be the support chord of that melody. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, so um, just for instance, I'm trying to think of like if you're singing like a la, 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 la. Like you can sing like the same notes over different chords. So yeah. then you have... This whole job of like, well, what are the best chords for this melody? Mm -hmm. You know, so that's all fun and a lot of work and, you know, but yeah. yeah. So you can slip and you can, you can um, make a chord f or a, a note feel different based on what are the notes that are underneath it. So I, I think that's interesting about music. All this talk about uh, <laughs> songwriting and, and uh, music is getting me excited. So uh, getting me hungry for a song. So okay. what is this first song that you'll be playing um, for us? I'm going to play a song called... Time won't let him. Time won't let him. Yeah, and it's um, it's about a man, who's really it's about a person that's kind of obsessed, um, with a love, um, so much that he really kind of strangles the life out of it, um, but it's also sort of a metaphor for um, you know, addiction and just how we we can be you know kind of lost in that, um, yeah. Awesome. 
So here is Audrey Ku- Kubat. Oh, you got it, Kubat. Kubat. <laughs> like I, I was, I knew I got it, but like I knew I was like about to mess it up. <laughs> like dang it. <laughs> so here is Audrey Kubat with "Time Won't Let Him." All right. He wrote her name on the walls all over this town. Even though she's giving him reasons to put the torch down. He keeps a lock of her hair in his pocket and a picture of her laughing by the pool. And the new day they say he's come and never seems to dawn. And his friends keep telling the man you gotta move on. In a faraway look, you can see him break. Each morning bird song would usher her back the ache. And the echo of her voice, clear as a bell Cause time wouldn't let him let her go She was a waitress in a little dive on the edge of this town And each night he sat at the bar till they shut it down she worked a long shift, counted her pay, and rubbed her tired feet. She felt him staring at her, but these days they don't speak. Besides, at the end of the day, she's just trying to make ends meet. In a faraway look, you can see him break. Each morning sunrise, the truth would lie in wait. And the echo of her voice, clear as a bell. Cause time wouldn't let him let her go She wanted to make something of herself and get out of this town So she packed up her bags, headed west to the land of the angels Oh, the lights were so bright when she got off the bus, they were blinding. But the city life was a bloody night. Cause he followed her there and he held on tight. And he held so tight that she could not breathe. Until the life in her began to leave. She finally closed her eyes and her head fell limp. But she had finally gotten away from him. In a faraway look, you can see him break Each morning cigarette, he'd try to draw out the pain But the echo of her voice, clear as a bell Cause time wouldn't let him let her go No time wouldn't let him let her go No time wouldn't let him let her go Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, thanks. And is that off an uh, uh, upcoming album? Yeah, I have a new album coming out, so Ooh. it'll be on there. When, is, when, when can we expect that? 
I am releasing my album in November, and I'll nice. um, on the 29th, it's the day after Thanksgiving, I'll be featuring all the songs and having a record release event at uh, the DIA in the Revere Court. Oh, So it's wow. a Friday night. It'll, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that won't be your first time playing there. That's It'll be my second time. In 2016, I released um, my last album mm-hmm. there, and wow, we had such a wonderful uh turnout and the space was so beautiful that's and like one of my favorite places it's just magical it's so yeah awesome. and it's lovely because it's it's a free event it's open to the community and you know so we can really um we can you know just encourage everybody to come there's no cost and, and so it's really yeah. nice to oh to really? use that space wow. yeah and yeah so um uh any other artists confirmed to be there or not or um, still working I'm, I'm definitely gonna have the trio that i, I play oh, with yeah. a trio um kubat finley and rose is a, a trio that i work with uh, the wonderful, talented uh, Emily Rose, and then also Friend the, the wonderful, show. talented uh, <laughs> Tamara Finley. They're both fantastic singers and songwriters on their own, uh, in their own right. And um, the three of your voices yeah. together is—it's like a miracle. It's—it's it's amazing. Oh, I love to hear that. We love—we really love to play together. We 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 always are like we ne- we need to every time we play a show we're like oh my gosh we need to play more but um. You know, I've been working on my album, and Emily's, you know, just had put out an album last year. And, Which was um, uh, incredible oh, Wake Up Brave, album. so good. So oh, my great. God. I just came from an event watching her play, and she's just breaking my heart. It's so good. That was uh, the winner of uh, uh, Best what's it, Americana. Yeah, yeah. Best Americana uh, album uh, yeah. this year did for yeah. Music Awards. Yeah, Wake Up Brave. It's Please check it out if you haven't. And, um, and then Tamara Finley is recording her first um, album, which is really, really great. Um, a bunch of her uh, new songs. So Very excited about yeah, that. Yeah, so they're definitely going to be there, and then I'll have a handful of uh, other guests that are not confirmed quite yet. Um, but it'll be, yeah, two hours of yours truly doing... Um, I want to do... The first set's probably going to be a mix of um, old, old, like songs from the last album sure. and things like that, and then the second will be like the album in order that oh, it awesome. is on the record, kind of like... Yeah, so that will be a fuller set. That sounds like it's going to be a cannot miss. <laughs> so uh, people can follow you on Facebook, probably. Yeah, yeah. I have a Facebook, just Audra Kuba. I, I lucked out with my name. Yeah. <laughs> even though sometimes it's hard to say, like nobody else has yeah, my name so far. I have not met another Audra Kuba per se. Audra, I have, um, but Kubat's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, my Facebook page is, uh, you know, just Audra Kubat. You can follow me there. And then also my website is audrakubatmusic.com. Um, you can follow me there and my Instagram is also Audra Kubat so it's all Audra Kubat awesome uh, so you've played all over the United States um, yeah you've played uh, <laughs> but you've also played in pretty much I'd say every major venue in Michigan just about I've, right? I have played <laughs> like, yeah I've, uh, pretty, I've, a fair majority <laughs> I think I'm going on let's see 99 was my first solo album mm-hmm. so if is that 20 years yeah right 20 years and then I then I I had a band before that, Stunning Amazon, and we had a record. So it's, yeah, it's been a full, a full ride. I was with a label for a little while that kind of dissolved, which was, you know, up and down. There's a lot of emotions that goes into um, when you work, you know, when you work with a label, and um, a lot of exciting things happened. And I recorded two really amazing albums, and I got to work with Eric Hogelmeyer, um at Rust Belt Studio in Al Sutton there. Um, who incredibly talented people. Um, so a lot came out of the opportunity to to be with the record label. Um, but also there's a lot of challenges, you know, as they um, as they spread out and take on new artists. Yeah. It's like you can kind of like get sort of lost in the mix. And so, sure. but that was, um, 
Yeah, so I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, so I've played a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of venues. I've traveled around the country. Um, I've opened up for Roberta Flack. I've opened up for um, Amy Mann. Oh. I've played with Rodriguez. I've that, definitely when, have... I, when I read that, <laughs> I was like, what was that like? Because uh, like, he was kind of MIA for a long time yeah. until when I knew him he got rediscovered. I knew him in Detroit before he got rediscovered. I mean, I knew really? who he was, you know, and wow. I knew he was a musician. And people knew him, like, you know, be hanging out at the Cast Cafe. And he'd come in, and he was kind of like um, this dark, shady character, you know, that... Like, it just seemed mysterious. And, yeah. you know, often maybe he was, uh, maybe he was drinking. I'm not sure what was going on with it. <laughs> but, um, but he was, a, he's a Mason. Um, anyway, so I knew him. And um, this was before he got really like, before it kind of blew up, like who he was, you know. Yeah. And um, one time he came and hung out on the porch. And uh, apparently somebody says we smoked a do, but I, I'm not going to confirm or deny that. <laughs> um, and he's he's just such an interesting guy. And so I then I ended up playing this show with him. And then it was like the next year he like blew up. And like yeah. it was just crazy. And then I saw him like a year after that in a party store. And he's like, hey, hey you know, you're that girl. You're that folk girl. Whatever. And I was like, yeah. He's like, you played that show with me. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he pulled out a $100 bill out of his pocket. And he just gave it to me. He's like, here, you know, he's like, and he's like, I didn't pay you, but I, I got some money now. And so he gave me a hundred dollars. And it was really awesome. Like, I was wow. just like, I was just like, could it's you sign? <laughs> no, I was a little starstruck at that point. Cause I had seen the movie, you know, I was sort of like, oh, this is the guy that, um, you know, I mean, we, I knew something was going on with him cause he was very talented when he sang some, he played me some songs on the porch and, yeah. but yeah, and all that happened. It was a really cool, um, cool for him and for him to be acknowledged and he's a really peaceful, beautiful man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Really he's kind. like very keeps to himself. Like I, I was, when I first heard of him, uh, it was like 2016 and I realized like I live like down the street from him and it was yeah. like a weird feeling yeah. uh, to realize that I kind of live yeah. so close to somebody like that. But uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I've been honored to, to share the stage with some really incredible Folks, I played the 300th anniversary of Detroit and shared, uh, played on the same stage with Stevie Wonder. Not at the same time. Oh my God. But <laughs> so, pretty cool. The fact that, yeah, you I don't were usually even part that. of that same bill. I know, right? <laughs> being, being, I think I was like at 10 in the morning or 11 in the morning, but it was an all day event. Uh, but yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, what are some of your favorite venues in, like, top three favorite venues you've ever played in in Michigan? Um, wow. That's uh that's hard to say. I mean, I, the arc was definitely um mm-hmm. really exciting. I played the first time I played was there was probably like 15 years ago and then I didn't play again until uh just with my trio recently. Um but that's a beautiful place and of course iconic, you know, for for a folk musician to be able to play that stage cuz so many great people have played there. Yeah. Uh the Michigan Theater was really awesome. I opened up for Amy Mann at the Michigan Theater and there's probably like 2,500 people there. And that, must that have been was, a dream come true. it was. And I was so fresh, I was so new. And it, I think it must have been, um, I had just put out my second solo work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a lot of new songs. And I, I remember just feeling like that was amazing just coming on stage. And I was just like, this is a real thing and she's so she's so beautiful and weird looking and like tall and like amazing she just looked like a prey mat like this beautiful prey mantis (laughs) creature 
Like, and she came out and said hello to me and thanked me. And she does seem very tall. How, about how tall is she? She's taller than me, and I'm 5'11". She's, she's got to be, like, six feet. Oh, man. You know, but she's very, like, <laughs> l- lanky, you know, yeah, and, like, yeah, long yeah. parts and everything. But she's very beautiful and um, very talented. Um, so that was really great. I say, like, you know, thinking about Detroit... Um, you know, I really love my friends at the at the Ant Hall and the um, Ant Theater, at, you know, in Ghostlight. Those folks have been just so kind um, to me over the years and have been able to, um, you know, even before that was there, it's like having a connection to, I think, my, one of my first blowouts. Maybe I played when it was, you know, or across the street, you guys um, opened up. Uh, the venue for yeah, the, like one of the first blowouts, the and I did yeah. uh, I did a show there. So had a deep connection to Hamtramck for a long time. Yeah. I, I lived here at one point, um, but of course, you know, playing in the DIA is incredible, and I played at the Kresge yeah. Court as well. <laughs> um, the oh, Gem wow. the Gem Theater is really awesome. I've done some stuff at the Max Fisher, uh, you know. So those are some of like the bigger venues that are sort of like really extraordinary to me. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, little places, too, um, have been really, you know, PJ's has always been such a, a wonderful person uh, and place to go. I, I hear that maybe things are changing over there, you know, as the Detroit yeah. changes, like, you know, people are getting, it's harder and harder to kind of hold on to things that you've had. So we we are losing things and things are changing. Yeah, that one stung so when I read that story it's about PJ's potentially getting sold and all that. Yeah, he just put it on sale, so he hasn't like made a sale or anything yet. Yeah, but. yeah, and you know, it's like, and, and it could maybe it's you know, I what I hope for him if because I don't know all the details is that it's something good for him. Yeah, and that he can sell that place and really maybe he can spend some time just doing some things that he loves to do yeah. and like just not have it in his hair for you know for now and yeah because I read he didn't um, hasn't even given himself a salary for that place yeah so, you know, just and what it's I like read. man I you know I hope he um, I hope he makes bank I hope you make bank yeah <laughs> I said it so uh, for all the art that you make. Uh, all the wonderful music that you make. Um, it seems like you kind of give the same amount back to the community, uh, not just through your art, but through, uh, you know, community work and through, you know, uh, teaching. Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're a member of uh, uh, non the nonprofit United Peace Relief. Um, you teach music in Detroit and you've taught at the School of Rock, Dime, Inside Out Literary Arts Project. Like, it seems mm-hmm. like you teach at more places than I've been to school. <laughs> uh, so. I do teach a lot of, uh, for a lot of different organizations and in a lot of different, um, formats and in schools and out of schools. So, uh, so what is it about uh, kind of giving back to the community and, uh, through nonprofit work and, and teaching that, uh, is so important to you? Um, well, I, I, I guess first I'll say that I feel that music comes through me and the words come through me, and I don't feel the like a sense of ownership so mm-hmm. much over the work as much as I feel like the work um, is influenced by all the things around me and all the people in my life. And um, therefore, I feel like, you know, without them, I w- who, what would I be? What would I be? How would I survive or, yeah. or even speak without the experiences that I see? Um, so I just feel like it's a, it's a cycle that just like, uh, it needs all the parts, uh, to really work. I mean, I don't know if I've actually said it in this way before, but, um, you know, that's so, you, you, you know, to, for me to be thrive, it's like, 
I want my community to be thriving. Yeah. Um, and I'm not thriving if my community is not thriving. You know, it's like um, being, you know, hyper empathetic is challenging. Um, and so I just, I have the drive to really want to, to share and um, to teach from love and um, to see people, you know, have more opportunity and, and to grow, and especially the youth in the city. I, I feel very much uh, the, the mission to, to be a support for them uh, and to help their voices shine. So, yeah, um, I wouldn't be able to not do it, I guess. And so it feels good, and it feels good to do it. It does. What is a... What was kind of like a, a highlighting moment of, of specifically teaching uh, where you were like kind of really felt that you had done something special? Oh, like, man. There's, there's so many great moments. Um, I'll tell you two, actually. One is just, you know, I, I work with um, these third. I, I work with all different grades, but like I was working with these third graders. Um, I think it was at Mann Elementary, maybe through Inside Out Literary Arts Project. They placed me there. And the young, you know, after all of this, it's like this one, they they came in to just kind of like hear the song. We we basically were doing songwriting. And I so I was helping them um, write songs. And so we performed the song and we had some folks come in from Inside Out. And one of the children stood up and was just talking about the ability to, 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 to say what they thought and to practice it like to practice being on stage you know like not all the these young people that I work with are going to be songwriters but they're going to be presenters in many ways yeah they have to be able to stand up and present their ideas and so she mentioned you know just that like she feels like she's like I'm not I'm not a songwriter you know I'm not going to be a songwriter um, be this, something else. She's like, but the practice of me being up here talking is invaluable, yeah. like for her, you know, and, and she said it something like that, not quite those words, but, um, and it was beautiful. And she also did say, and I'm a songwriter. I'm, you know, I'm so-and-so and I'm a songwriter and I learned how to talk, you know, in front of people That's by awesome. this program. So it was one thing. Um, this other thing I'll I'll tell you is, I was also, I, I do science, I do all kinds of ways, you know, so with living arts, I, I go into classrooms and I help teachers use more music in their practice. So I'll work with like pre-K teachers in the classroom and I'll model for them how I use music and, you know, and how I use music for transition songs and how to read a book using music and characters. And um, and so for this one uh, residency, it was a science-based residency and we were trying to connect like music to um to science. And so I, I had all these kombucha bottles and I like made, I made a scale with these kombucha bottles. Oh, different, wow. And I used colored tape around where the water was. And so there were different levels. And then I had made a chart and I just kind of came up with this shit. I don't know. Like, like, <laughs> but, and then I had just different colored strips in different boxes. And there were four boxes across, kind of like, you know, how you count one, two, three, four, sure. one, two. And so there were different colors in it. And so I was showing the kids how if they followed the chart, you know, they'd be like red, green, blue, green, green, blue, you know. So, like, it was kind of a really remedial way to start thinking about reading music. Yeah. Um, and there's this child uh, who, you know, and I didn't know at the time was struggling um, uh, with autism. And the teacher, 
you know, had said at the end of this one class, like, oh, you know, so-and-so is on, you know, having challenges and he hasn't really um, spoken or anything in class. Um, or she said that this was like at some point during the residency. And so I had come back with these bottles and some students came up or whatever. And this child comes up, he, he just got up out of his seat and he took the, like I had like a mallet and he took the mallet out of my hand and he started playing the bottles and he just made up this amazing, like, in time, beautiful, like, for a whole minute, he played the bottles. And then he just put the mallet down and went and sat down. And then he just, like, totally zoned out again. Like, he was, like, gone. And then we, like, the teacher's, like, I look over the teacher's, like, crying. And, she, you know, she's, like, she had tried, you could tell she had been trying to get her phone out and she failed. <laughs> I don't know, because I think she, like, she was, like, I have to record this. Um, but it was amazing. And she's like, he does not speak. He has not engaged in class since the beginning of the school year. And that she just couldn't wait to call his mom and tell, so tell cool. her about this experience. And it was like, wow, music, you know, the way that music, con he connected. He connected in that moment. And, he, and you know, um, I even left the bottles at the end of residency for, for, you know, I said, you know, you can keep them in your classroom. You can give them, you know, away. So I, I hope that she gave them to him, actually. You know, but something you can make at home. So anyway, yeah, there are a couple. I mean, those are the reason. Those are things that keep me engaged all the time. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what would you say <laughs> to someone uh, who's like maybe they're interested in making music, uh, but they've you know maybe they're like an adult, maybe they're mm -hmm. you know like already an adult, uh, and they or even you know a teenager or something, but and they've never picked up an instrument or before or or showed any musical acumen before, but they're really interested in mm -hmm. music. Yeah, um, I would say if you have a music, a music friend that is kind and supportive, that even just going and hanging out and playing a drum um, to start just connecting with music um, is like a really nice way to just, just having a supportive friend. One of the things I want to do um, at Detroit House of Music, I'm working on a house, transforming a house on 14th and 94 mm -hmm. into an informal music uh, house for the neighborhood. And one of the things that I've thought of doing is pairing people with music, pe pairing people, like you said, that have no music really talent necessarily, or um, but really want to like connect with music um, with like a really thoughtful, loving artist who can literally just have a room full of instruments and say like, hey, pick something up, bang on it, play it, like draw a stro string, you know, a bow across a string, see how it feels, and to have a musician there that does know how to play the instruments that can um, guide, but also just let it be playful. Yeah. Like just start playing the drum. We all we all have rhythm. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't you know not everybody sings in in tune, but it's something you can learn. And often people don't sing in tune because they're afraid. You know, there's places where they've done studies where there's 0% tone deafness. And it's in cultures where music is every day and that people sing every day. Yeah. And you go to other cultures where it's like, don't make noise and they're shutting people down all the time. And there's way more um, cases of tone deafness. So I, I, I think it's something that you just, it's about confidence. So if, if you can if you can do that, we want to do that in the space where so we can have people, yeah, that don't know how to play music. Here's a drum, play it. You don't have to know how to play it. Just hit it. Yeah. Just hit it in whatever rhythm you want. And then that that person that is trained can help guide 
and um, be supportive of that rhythm and say, oh, okay, well, that's what they're playing. Now I'm going to play that something that's going to support that. So that that person can just even experience what it is to play with somebody else. That's very cool. Yeah, so I want to create these experiences for people. Excellent. So um, <laughs> so what is this next song that you'll be playing? Called? Um, this song is called Some Comfort. Co- Some Comfort. Some What's comfort. this one about? It's about um, sometimes you got to walk away and, and not look back. Awesome. All right, so here is Some Comfort by Audrey Kubat. (laughs) You get to practice my name. (laughs) I said it wrong, didn't I? No, you said it perfect. Okay, good. (laughs) Said it perfect. Audrey Kubat. Say my own name on the radio. (laughs) From the motel room, she made the call. Hands were shaking and her voice was low on the other end. She heard him say, please come home, I won't hurt you again. Instead, she kept driving off the other way through a darkened night and a twist in hurricane and when when the morning light broken at dawn clouds had lifted she was far from home and where are you now are you lost at the wheel and what you need now is a place that you can find To have coffee and a smoke And the waitress gave her a light Refilled her coffee, left a small piece of advice Oh yes, I know you, I've seen you before You're just like me, you're still staring at that door But I said, don't look back, don't get turned around Stop driving till you find what you're looking for. And where are you now? Are you lost at the wheel? And what you need now is a place that you can find some comfort. Behind the wheel, she's listening to Howling Wolf. Road stretches out like a river, cutting through the mud and all the places that you lost or left behind. They all come back to you on this borrowed time. So just keep driving unto the earth and sky while the rear view disappears from behind and all. All the things that brought you here And all the things you've done You know exactly why it is That you've come so far 
where are you now? You're not lost at the wheel. Cause what you have found is a place that you can find some Yes, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so we are going to move on to our next segment. Uh, so my cousin Eddie, uh, he went out to, I think it was Indiana, uh, and uh, to ask people. I didn't ask him to do this. He just went. Uh, so he went out to Indiana to ask people, uh, kind of survey if anyone knows about the Michael Dupree Variety Hour, uh, hour out there. So uh, let's take it away. Take it away, cousin Eddie. Hi, everyone. It's me, Michael's cousin Eddie. I'm out in the field, Eddie in the field. That's a, that's a new one, Mike. You can uh, you can put that in for the patent office. Uh, um, today I'm in Gary, Indiana, at the subway. Hi, sir. I just noticed you ordered an Italian BMT. I was wondering, have you ever heard of the Michael Dupree Variety Hour? Uh no. Um, sorry. Uh, is that like a television show or? It's uh it's a podcast. Have you ever heard of podcasts? Oh yeah, my son does a podcast. I I don't really I'm not sure how to listen to it. I don't know how to get it on your phone. Oh. Oh. Are you okay, sir? Oh, I just I just remembered that I flushed my phone in a pilot restroom toilet. And I'm... I have no way of getting home. You see, uh I was going to I was going to ask my cousin Michael to square cash me $30 for a megabus ride back to Detroit, but I don't have my phone, and I don't think, honestly, I don't think I can send him this. I'm sorry, I, I could give you a ride if you wanted. What kind of car do you drive? I, I drive a, a Ford Fiesta. Oh, no, no, no. You're not a Ford guy? My, no, no. No, my aunt, she lost her virginity in a Ford Fiesta, and I can't. She tells me all the time. Uh, well, I'm going to just get this uh, sandwich, and I'm, I'm going to leave. Sir, can you please lend me $30? No, I don't Sir. I don't carry cash on me. I'm sorry, man. Sir, I oh, I, I desperately need a new phone. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm sorry. Well, have a good day, then. All right, bye. Just don't worry about me. Okay, bye. Uh, hello, ma'am. I, I noticed you work behind the, the cash register of the subway. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um... I was wondering if you've ever... I gotta keep my commitment to this job. I was wondering if... I was wondering if you... You heard of the Michael Dupree Variety Hour. Um, I've heard of you, me, and Dupree. Is that the one with the dog? Uh, no. It has the same guy in it. I don't remember his name, but yeah. Is Gwen Stefani in it? No. One time... I was driving in the Megabus, and I was listening to Gwen Stefani on my phone. Sir, do you want a sandwich? I don't have any money. I I can give you a, a six-inch for free if you're if you're homeless, sir. I'm, well, I technically have a home. It's oh. back in Detroit. Oh, I, okay, I can't, I can't give you a We're sandwich. in Indiana, though. I don't have a home here. Right, but you, 
you have a home somewhere, though. Like, you have somewhere to, you know, sleep and bathe and eat and watch TV. Can I borrow your phone for 30 seconds? No, I'm sorry. That's really against company policy. Oh. I'm, well, I'm sorry. It's just that I can't, I'm not going to find a way home if oh. I can't. Oh. And, and I can't survive off the, the scraps in your dumpster Do anymore. You, oh, that's where they've been going. Um, do you, I, 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 I can, I can let you call someone on our, on our, our store phone. Oh, I just remembered I don't know any of their numbers. Oh. Um, okay. I don't really know how to help you. Well, I, I guess this has been it for Eddie's update. I guess I'll try to find my way home by walking on along the interstate. Sir, you have to get out of the subway now. Okay. Well, it's been it's been a, it's been a real great day. Uh, sorry, Mike. No one knows your show. All right, we're back. <laughs> uh, so yeah, awesome. it doesn't look like cousin Eddie's gonna be. Uh, I don't know how he's gonna get home after that, but uh, uh, oh well, <laughs> I don't miss him. Uh, anyway, uh, we are now uh, gonna be joined by our next guest. Uh, how are you feeling, Audra? Oh, I'm feeling wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, and I cannot wait to interview our next guest. Uh, our next guest, he's uh, he's in full suit and tie, uh, dressed uh, maybe a little overdressed uh, for a podcast show is, interview. Is the tie too much? Um, you could maybe loosen it up a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. You seem hot. You're sweating a lot. <sighs> Uh, I need a job, Michael. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, uh, so I guess the question is, uh, what what are you looking for in in, in a job here? Uh, well, well, let me start by saying your name is John Ray. Yes. Uh, and uh, and uh, what what do you do, John Ray? What's uh, what 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 are your passions? Well, I am currently unemployed. Um, looking right. for a job. Um, just moved back here from Chicago, mm-hmm. um, Illinois. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, and um, I saw an ad on Indeed.com, mm-hmm. um, and that's where I, I love podcasts. Yeah, uh, now I I had a I had a, a, a pod a, a job posting on Indeed for like an unpaid intern, because uh, Blake the intern's been uh, MIA for a while, but I don't think that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a paid job, right? Yes, yes I am. Okay. Yes, I am. <laughs> well, don't get up. Don't don't leave uh, cuz there's you know, there's there's a possibility that we can find something for you to do here. So, uh Perfect. Perfect. uh what are what are some of your skills that you have? Um, well, in Chicago, I ran my own um livestock collection firm. Mm-hmm. Um livestock collection firm. What yes. is what is that? Um, it's when you know, when livestock and more like cows and pigs. Uh-huh. They uh, escape from the farm. Yeah. Uh, oh, so you like would round up. They call the, me the cows and, and they, pigs when they would run away. You're, you're a wrangler. Yeah. Oh, yes. that is what yes. that is. Livestock. But like a legal collection. wrangler, because like back in the days, you know, you'd wrangle and you get hung because uh, yes. you were stealing people's yes. pigs. Yes. Yeah. No, but they but they call me because they want me to do it. Got it. Um, well, how'd you get into that line of work? Well, I met a guy down there. Um, he said that he had good work for me, mm-hmm. um, so I I met up with him, yeah. we, and we had our first chase. Um, <laughs> that that went well. I loved it. I you know I I loved the work. It was quick. It was fast Hard paced. Work, though, yeah. Yes, yes, it was. It was. So I worked to him for about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, he was uh, killed in a horse chase. <laughs> a horse chase. Yes. Oh, the horse was chasing him, or he was chasing the horse. <laughs> 
I'm not sure how it happened. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Well, I, yeah, we didn't realize it was I so emotional for you. He's a good friend. The horse was. The horse was a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh. I learned so much from him. I, I learned so much from him. Yeah. From that horse? I'm yes. just kidding. Yes. The I horse should, and the guy. Sensitive. The, the horse and the man. Yeah. The horse and the man. <laughs> um, so they were both killed. Yeah. And. Oh, shit. The horse, too. The horse was killed, too? They probably got put down for killing a man. Yeah, yeah they did. <laughs> One of those things where, where you know, they both just charged at each other. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, man. You're really broken up over this. <laughs> Here's some tissue. Here's some tissue. Thank you. Yeah, they just both charged and and, and died. <laughs> was it an instant death or did it take some time? <sighs> they they exchanged words. <laughs> a little uh <laughs> and uh I wasn't there to know what they both said. Oh, but, you weren't there. But oh, I see. Maybe you could have sure stopped it if you were. I, I think about that every day. So then you started your own uh, livestock collection agency. Well, yeah, I just kind of, I just kind of took that firm and just took it and, and grew it from there. Uh-huh. Got some new clients. Mm. Um, <laughs> you need some, right? So, uh, so do you have like uh, clients that are on retainer? Like you pay them like a kind of a managed fee, uh, like your or do you? Is it kind of like a project by project basis? Um, the way it worked, there's a there's a mixture of both. So there, there were a few farms that I had uh, on like a month to month type of thing mm-hmm. um, where they just had constant escapes and you, you know they they just kept me there um, mm-hmm. but but there were a few you know like a lost pet or like somebody like like a horse uh-huh. um, they'll just call me up and I'll just be like a per project thing but I, I, I don't really do that anymore there's um, no money in that well there's a lot of money in it um, but it's it's the morals mostly oh yes it's I've, I've changed my life around yeah um, what do you mean just, by what's it's the morals? Just the looks on those livestock faces when I come back and find them. Mm. <laughs> they don't want to be caught. Yeah. They want to be free. Yeah. My last chase, it was for a, for a pig. Uh-huh. It escaped the farm, I don't know, two weeks ago. And it must have made it far out of Chicago. Oh, this was very, this was recent. Wow. Yes, it was right before I moved. Okay. It was right before I moved. Um, so, you know. Uh, oh, wait, this was two weeks ago from now, or it was two weeks before you got the call? No, so I got the call, and they said that the pig escaped two weeks from that time. I see, okay. So this wasn't two weeks ago. No, 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 no. no. Okay. It's not that raw. Like, okay. I, a <laughs> you got some time to consider. Okay. Yes. Um so the trail was cold, but you know I picked it back up. Um, you picked it back up. Yeah. How do you find the? How do you kind of? How do you kind of pick up the trail with a pig that ran away? <laughs> like droppings or like a scent? Will you? you ask around. Reach out to its relatives, maybe. See you talk to the rest of the pigs in the farm. Yeah. You talk to them. Yeah, you you interrogate you, the other pigs. So you're a whisperer see, as well. You're a pig see, whisperer. See if they know something. Yes. Yeah, that's that's. Do you shine a light down on them, or like, you know, or just like not feed them? Like, how do you in- intimidate them in- into telling you stuff? You take them into a room with just walls and, and just the light. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you sit them down. 
you look him dead in the eye and say, I know you know. Yeah. And then they and just start works. squealing. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> That's when they start giving up the info. They start to, because they plan this out, you know. These mm-hmm. these pigs, these cows, these horses, they, they're they constantly trying, trying to escape. So yeah. the friends know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, who else do you got to be friends with? Right, yeah. exactly. Right. So Proximity. Right. Acquaintances. So they're in on it, basically. They're all in on it. They're all in on it. Um, but yeah, but so you were, you, were, yeah, you, so you I talked to his hot, friends. Hot on the trail. Hot on the trail. Mm-hmm. And I realized he was staying inside this one house, um, towards the north side of Chicago. So I, I, I went there. You know, bust in the door, and I saw him there with him. And he had a wife. (laughs) A pig wife? (laughs) Or a human wife? (laughs) The two kids. A pig wife. A pig wife and two 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 pig kids or two human kids? Piglets. (laughs) Piglets. Can you stop laughing at this, please? Seems like a a really quick time to... Have a wife and kids. I think, he, I think he had them all this time. Oh. He was trying to escape to get back to them. That's, oh, no. That's. Right. And once I saw that, and the way those kids screamed when I took them back. <laughs> you still you had the moral conundrum, and then you still took them back. I had a job to do. I had a yeah. contract. Yeah. So you left the pig, the pig's wife and the piglets. And you took him. The, the contract wasn't for them. Yeah. The contract was for him. Did he yeah. die? They ate it, him. It, it was a slaughterhouse that I took him back to, yes. <laughs> I think about that pig <laughs> so much. Oh, man. I'm I think, so sorry. I think about him so much. And, you know, once I brought him back and they didn't even care about him. Really. <laughs> they, they did it. They just said, thank you. <laughs> Paid me the money. Threw him in the grinder. <laughs> Oh, God, pig, pig sausage. Pig, yeah, I mean, must have made. Maybe he made good. Have you bacon. become? A, have you converted to vegetarianism since this? Or That's you haven't gone that far? Do you guys think this is a joke? No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. I don't eat pork. No. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. What about horse? <laughs> I, I don't eat horse. Okay. Chickens. I do still eat, uh, yes. Tuna? Poultry, tuna, fish, yes. Got it. But no beef? I try not to eat cow as well. Those, yeah. those were part of the business. Yeah, yeah. So how long ago was that? That was a year and a half ago. All right. That was my last one. I turned that one in, mm-hmm. threw her in my badge. And gun? <laughs> gun. Net. <laughs> Comically large net. Is it like a tranquilizer gun? Is that the kind of gun it is, or is it? No, it's a real gun. It's a real <laughs> shotgun, but it's just <laughs> like shotgun. you're just supposed to use it to it's just intimidate them. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You right. got that kind of frightens them in the space, and then you bring out the net. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't need a rope. You use a net <laughs> to catch I wonder, large. Right. <laughs> I wonder what kind of skills. Um, you could bring with you to a, a job here. Yes, and, I and guess have that's you my, thought about like how can we how can we employ you? I, yeah, I don't know. 
Somehow I'm part of the. Oh yeah, employee, you're, you're definitely now. part of the uh, the hiring process. Yeah. Now. So okay. she so she has a job here. I mean, today my she job does. is to uh, see if you can have a job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. HR, HR. Okay. Yeah, I'm HR. Yeah, you're right. the HR rep today. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I can't really think of uh, really? intimate like wrang- maybe we could you could wrangle like music listeners. Or, what about wrangle? Well, listeners? we're a mandatory podcast, so if you people already have to listen to the mm-hmm. show, they have to listen to it. Okay, but I mean, if they don't, I guess you could be the law enforcer. The enforcer. The enforcer. We do have the world police for that, though. They kind of track it, the analytics, and mm-hmm. track people down. But I don't know. Maybe I could use you to to get guests on the show, uh, artists in the area. They're kind of I being apprehensive. You just go like knock them on the head and like drag them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome to the what? show. You don't knock them on the head. You, okay. You just scare them with a oh, shotgun. Scare them with a shotgun, right? <laughs> so knock on their door. They open the door. You cock the shotgun, and then that freezes them they, in place. And then you hit them with the net. Yes. Yeah. Scoop. Scoop. With Scoop. Them. Oh, you, you go from under. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's like yeah. You go in. You go up, and then you. Get their head first, and then you do like a scooping motion and put it on your shoulder. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You must have strong shoulders. I do. Wow. I do. That that was a part of the job. Yeah. Shoulders, traps. It's hard to see underneath the... Ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you that this man um, has really nice shoulders. Ladies. Thank you. (laughs) Ladies. Oh, well, I'm married. Oh, well. Mistresses. (laughs) Michael. Sorry. No. Uh, I I can be a co-host. Oh yeah, have you ever Ooh. hosted a podcast or radio show before? I haven't, but I've done one-on-ones before. One-on-ones, like uh, meetings. Um, sitting down with um sentient beings. And... Ask me a question. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Ask me a question. Okay. <clears throat> I know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should hire him. <laughs> really. That was intimidating. Where I is know he? I'm scared. Um, I don't Sounds like you're interrogating, not asking a question. I Ask mean, something about her music career. Yeah, but that's how you get the good stuff. <laughs> Where's the music? It's in my head. It's in my head, sir. Why is that guitar here then? It's in my guitar c- case. Uh, okay, put put the shotgun down. <laughs> yeah. We, we don't need the shotgun. I don't know. You Where don't did you even do? pull that out from? I didn't see that when you came in the room. It's, it's the technique. Okay. It's the technique. You, you can't really show the Maybe shotgun. Maybe you could be You can't security. walk around with a shotgun in your hand. You could be security. Would you be interested in a security position? I don't really need security, though. But the only person that I, that I felt like I need security from at this point is him. Because <laughs> he's right. got a shotgun in the studio. And, and broad shoulders. <clears throat> he does I'm have broad shoulders. a gentle soul. Mm-hmm. And he loves pigs, and horses, and cows. And cows. He does. I, I do. Not I, chickens or tuna. I though. changed my life around. Well, I haven't seen a fish and his <laughs> mom and his wife cry when I take them back That's to true. the slaughterhouse. That's true. Now, did I you, don't have that personal <laughs> touch. Did you go and tell them, you know, did you go back to the pig's house and tell the wife and the piglets what happened to him? I mean, that could be part of your healing. <laughs> I think that could be helpful. You think I'm a piece of shit, don't you? No. <laughs> I think you should face you should face the music. Yeah, you gotta at least so own to up speak. to what you've done. Do you think I want to see those kids' faces? Yes. No, no I don't. No, I don't think you do, that but I think you face, should. They know what happened. I think it's part of the healing. Yes. Is I, you have to, those kids gotta grow up without a dad. You have to ask for forgiveness, I think. I think she's got a point. Can I ask 
You have a question? Yes. Yeah. How can I ask them to forgive me when I haven't forgiven myself? Mm-hmm. That is... Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, he there's real tears in this in this uh, on Michael, this table right now. And Michael, can I ask you a question? Sure. <clears throat> One moment. I brought a whole book. What? What do you look for in an employee? What do you look for in an employee? That that book literally is just called "101 Questions to Ask in an Interview." Uh, what do I look for in an employee? Yes. Uh, I guess I look for someone who's time, who's, uh, punctual. Um, I I look for somebody who's, uh, a go-getter. Um, what do you think, Audra? Um, yeah, consistent. Yes. Um, but also can think outside of the box. Leaves um, their firearms at home. Right. A good problem solver. Um, (laughs) has, uh, you know, a way with, uh, Good bedside manner, yeah. so to Ooh, speak. Bedside manner would be good, yeah. In case, you know, things ever go further between us. Oh, oh wait, M- Michael. In case your wife ends up missing or something. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll think about it. That's, that's uh, yeah, so just, those are the job. Those are key way. things. Yeah. Okay. You have another question? You're, you're, uh, it looks like you're kind of studying I'll, one. I'll ask you a question. Sure. Um, question for Audra. Oh, he's crying again. What do you what do you do when your soul isn't pure? <laughs> I um I really I, I do step back. I take a long, long walk. I usually walk out to the very edge of a dock because I like the water and I like the sound and it's very healing and, and gentle and the water's kind of knocking up against the legs of the the dock. And I go out there, and I sit cross-legged, and I look up at the stars. And I, I look at the stars, and I ask, I say, I wish I may... <laughs> I wish I might have the wish I wish tonight. Please give me a soul. <laughs> And I and I really I ask from the deepest part of my soul, my heart. Are these your lyrics? These are. This is me talking oh. openly. And then I go back and I go home and I and I fall asleep and I hope when I wake up in the morning that 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 I have a soul. Do you? No. Oh man! Wow! Wow! So I guess I don't really know how to answer that question. Life. Wow. Michael. Yes. What is a typical day at your workplace? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we usually um, get started around 1030, 1045. Um, You know, grab a coffee, uh, check some emails, maybe... uh, uh, Send a f- you know few follow ups to uh, guests that we've been trying to book, um, and uh, at around eleven we'll have our first guest come in and interview them and uh, and and a, a secondary guest and then have a kind of minute of uh, bre- you're crying again. <laughs> Are you okay? He doesn't have a soul. Can I ask you a question? 
Yes, you may. Uh, another me. question for Audrey. You didn't yeah. seem interested in my answer. No, that that's that sounds great. Okay, I come on time and I will be here at ten a.m. Okay, if if hired, of course. Okay, yeah, totally. Yep. What do you do about the nightmares? <laughs> well, I think I try to embody William Shatner Mm. and I imagine that I am a captain (laughs) of a great ship. Wow. Spaceship. You do that in the dream? Like a lucid? I do that when I wake up from the nightmare. Mm. And then... I fall back asleep Positive as Captain Kirk wow. of the Enterprise. Wow. Wow. Uh, Michael, yeah. are, <laughs> are employees paid on time? Yes, uh, we pay the 15th and the uh, last of the month. Uh, and if that lands on a holiday or a weekend, uh, it will come the day, the, the business day prior. Is there a direct deposit? Uh, we do have direct it, deposit. Is there cash? Cash only? Um, we don't do cash only. Uh, we do have we do checks and they're and paperless. Direct deposit. Oh, yeah. Well, we no, we do do checks if you if you don't. If you, you do do that. checks. Do do. <laughs> we do, we do do checks. This is my livelihood here, man. <laughs> uh, we do do checks and direct deposit. No cash. Though. No cash only though. Do do. Uh, starting pay is uh, forty two thousand a year. No. Uh, with health benefits and uh, PTO, okay, and four hundred one k matching. You matched the four hundred one k. We do we uh, two 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 and a half percent match. Wow. Yep. Is that a HMO or PPO on the health care? HMO. Uh, we do have a health savings account, so and flexible spending accounts. If you if you would prefer that way. How many people can I put on my plan? Uh, you can. Uh, believe you four like what significant a spouse and uh, two children how about non-humans are you asking if you can put piglet babies <laughs> and a piglet pig wife on a what? on the health plan because yes you can I can yes that's great I think I might make that trip back to Chicago wow don't, don't you have a wife I think you should. I yes, I do. She will be on the plan. But I got. Do you want to practice on me? I could pretend that I was the wife pig. Ooh, wow! And could you maybe you could be the piglets? I'll be both piglets. Okay. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, this is great. All right, just get started whenever you're ready. And like maybe start by knocking or something, and then we'll know it's. Yeah, just so we'll know when you're started. I'm picturing that front door again, and it's really starting to affect me. Describe the front door. Oh, my God. It was made out of a house of sticks. No. (laughs) (laughs) Mommy, somebody's at the door. (laughs) You sound just like him. I'll get it. I'll get it, honey. Hold on. Tell, Tell your sister to just stay back. We don't know who it is. Uh, okay. Um, 
Okay, who is it? I, I need to know before I answer the door. Are you a murderer? I do not have a shotgun. Oh, good. That's better than we normally get. I guess I'll open the door. Yes. Squeak, squeak, squeal, squeal. He's come to kill us. He's come to take away mommy. I did it. I did it. Stay behind me. I did it. Um, No, mommy, they're going to take you away. Stay behind me, Trevor and... This is too much, Angela. guys. This, this is too much, guys. It's too realistic. All right, pause the role okay, play. Yeah, let's... Oh, my God. Oh, what, my what's the problem? God. You have to, you're going to have wow. to, you're going to have to deal with this in person. Look how you're wow. sweating. Oh, my yeah. God. You might want to take are... the tie off at this point. Well, I didn't say you had to take off all your clothes. Yeah, start, okay, you can stop taking the clothes off. It's hot, okay? <laughs> guys. All right, keep the shirt on. Okay, okay. All right. Well, I just want you to take into consideration this, that you know how stressful this is going to be. Yeah, it's going to be way worse when you're actually faced with them. Yeah, I know we have, we're great actors, but it's going to be even more intense than when 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 they're when you're actually in front of them. I don't think I can do this then. Well, I don't. Um, then you will never have a fucking soul, and you'll <laughs> whoa, and you'll never have this job. What, Michael? Have, I don't let people work here that have past demons. What? No, yeah. you have to you have to take on all your past demons. Yeah. And then you can have the job. It'll then be you great. You'll, you'll start with a fresh slate. Until then, though. A fresh slate. Yeah. I like that. A fresh chopping block. No. <laughs> you think this is a joke? No, I'm. Very, I, I'm dealing with real shit here. I know. I'm very. I'm very touched by um how those screaming kids. I, they sound just like that. I, yeah. yeah, yeah I good I, job. I by the way. Pig. I studied pig Latin in college. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. That's my pig voice. voice. Do we want to pick the... You're mocking them now. Do we want to pick the role play back up? We need to know what you're going to say to them. Okay, okay. All right. All right. I'll I'll try to be more gentle. Back into the the scene. Um, Hello. Hi. You're Ah! the... You're the man that stole my husband. <laughs> you killed daddy. All right, children, keep it down. Let's hear what he's got yeah. to say. Are you the wife of pig four five two four eight? Four five two five eight seven. Oh my god, I forgot his name. I I can't do this. Yeah, yes, his name yes, his yes. name is Larry. Larry. Wow. Larry Pigston. Larry Pigston. And I'm Angela Pigston. <laughs> and Trevor Pigston. You have two lovely pickly kids, ma'am. It's nice to meet you guys. Ah! I I come with good news. Oh, good. Daddy's alive. Oh. Daddy's dead. That's not good news. <laughs> I thought you knew that, though. No. Like, that's, it, it's, it's been three I, I years. Did, I didn't tell the children. You, oh, you ruined no. everything. The dad's been gone for three years. I know. I we said, thought he was getting cigarettes. I, I told them that he left me. Oh. And I've been lying about it. Now I got to tell my kids I'm no. a liar. Guys. Mommy's a liar. Liar, liar. All right, all right. Pants on fire. I, but I couldn't take care of you guys. Oh. I, she's going to take care of us. Dun, 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 dun. Oh. <laughs> Mommy, why are you getting naked? Is this some type of pig pornography now? And 
okay, end of role play. I think yeah. you got it. Yeah, I think. I think that works. She she got it's clearly very attracted Wait, to you. I mean, so so in this, was I supposed to fuck the pig? <laughs> yes, right. That's the answer. That's how you, you said you wanted to take care of her. Yeah. I mean, with my health insurance from the podcast. Well, sure? you gotta be. You gotta procreate to to seal the deal. Yeah, you gotta consummate. Seal the squeal. Seal the squeal. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I, I, I can't fuck the, the pig's wife. You can fuck the pig's wife. He's I, not, what's I he killed do? the pigs. I killed the husband. You didn't kill him. I don't know. How do podcasts always turn to bestiality at some point? I really Every I feel time. like it's a trend. Every time. Yeah. You, yeah. you brought this up. You took off the pig clothes. It's not the scenario. That is true. No, is she true. was embodying the spirit of the pig wife. Yeah. I was embodying. You took off the pig clothes with your words. I know. I, I did it. I, I promise you, you I did it. You said you wanted I, to take care of me. Uh, you did say that, and you said it in a very sexual tone. This is just like the plot of the Monsters Ball, guys. I hope that any potential fans out there will not take, uh, you know, (laughs) will uh, forgive me for this second portion. Hey, like I I said, it's not your fault. As I broach uh, taboo subjects. You know what? Love isn't taboo, in my opinion. Yeah, love is love. You know what, John? I think you got the job. Yeah. Thank you. I, I don't, Thank you I don't so know what, much. Congratulations. Thank you so congratulations. much. Thank you. I don't know what uh, what role we're going to put you in yet, but we'll figure something out. Yeah. I'll, I'll make you proud. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, John. Thank you. Uh, and uh, Thank you, Audra, for thank being you. on the show. Thank you, Audra. Um, and uh, you. where can people find more from you, and what, what shows do you have coming up? Oh, me. You do. Oh, I do. I am playing um, at the Holler Fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up, that's a Michigan festival. <clears throat> Only hollering allowed. Only hollering allowed. Um, that's coming up. I will also be performing at Wheatland this year. Um, that's a big uh, folk festival. Also, the Harvest Fest. You can really just check out my website. But the the big local one will be November 29th, the day after Thanksgiving. So if you're in town and you need to get away from your folks, come out and see <laughs> my show at the DIA. Yes. Awesome. And what is this last song you'll be playing for us? Oh. Um, I wish I had a funny song. All my songs are very serious. Serious. Very serious. Um, I will be playing a song called uh, Good Old Days. Good Old Days. And uh, I imagine the song is about the good old days. It is. Awesome. Well, thank you guys both for being on the show. Uh, It's been a wonderful day and we'll be joined next week with kind of animal so here to close out the show is audra kubat <laughs> with good old days <laughs> who am i now that you know me do you recognize my face Lately I don't feel much like talking about it Maybe I've got nothing to say If I pretend to be an angel Would you sit here by my side Or stay until the morning light Hold my hand and tell me pretty little lies 
know I can't keep holding on to the way things used to be. But can't there just be one small piece of those good old days that I can't keep? That I can't keep. Last time we were together You said two things that were true You never made me any promises And I'd be better off without you So you headed down the road And I got wasted at the bar Oh, I met a man who had eyes like yours But he didn't have your arms And I know I can't keep holding on To the way things used to be But can't there just be one small piece Of those good old days that I can't keep That I can't Everything is different now And I know nothing stays the same And I know there's something waiting for me Oh, waiting around the bend And I know I can't keep holding on To the way things used to be Just be one small piece of those good old days that I can't keep, that I can't keep. Michael the Brave Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Amp Podcast Network. If you like what you heard today, give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you're so inclined. And uh, follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Wow, that was great.